Welcome to this podcast of the Episcopal Church of the Good Shepherd in Venice, Florida. It is the eighth Sunday of Pentecost, and Father Joe Hansen will speak on Luke twelve thirteen. As you listen, see if you can answer these questions. The questions, one, a person in the crowd had a request for Jesus. What was it and what was behind it? Two, what would Jesus' parable sound like in today's lingo? And three, what is it that distracts us from dwelling in the heart of God? Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Friend, who sent me to be a judge or arbiter over you? And he said to them, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he thought to himself, what should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, You have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich towards God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Well, the crowds were once again gathered around Jesus. A man called out to him, Teacher, order my brother to give me a fair share of the family inheritance. Well, it appears that this man's brother had received the lion's share of the family inheritance, and he was frustrated and angry at this seeming injustice. I think, quite frankly, if I were in this man's shoes, that I might have been a little frustrated as well. But this matter does not does raise at least one question for us. Why was he asking Jesus, a spiritual teacher, to intervene in this family matter? Well, to you and me, this may seem like an odd request to be bringing to Jesus. But you see, in the time and culture, it really wasn't all that strange. You see, many of the Jewish religious leaders, along with carrying out their prescribed religious and spiritual obligations and duties, also had civil responsibilities in society. Therefore, it may not have been all that strange for him to bring this request to a religious authority figure. But why Jesus? And not to a member of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish ruling council, They would have been the ones who might have had jurisdiction over many matters such as this. Why 
Jesus. This man may have considered Jesus to be a wise, respected authority figure, someone that his brother just might hopefully listen to. But asking Jesus to intervene in a family matter may reveal something about this man's priorities, something about the condition of his heart. You see, you might more readily expect this man to ask Jesus a question maybe more like this. What is the meaning of life, Jesus? Or, Jesus, please heal me. Or, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Or maybe even this one. Jesus, how many angels can fit on the head of a pin? Well, maybe not the last one. Well, any of a number of more appropriate spiritual or religious questions, it seems like. Not asking Jesus to get embroiled in his messy family dynamics. So what was Jesus to do? What did he decide to do? Well, as was typical of him, he looked beyond this family financial matter into the heart of this frustrated, angry man. Jesus decided to respond to this heart issue. By telling him a story, a story about a wealthy landowner whose fields produce an overabundance of crops, so much so that this lucky farmer didn't have enough room in his barns to store it all. Darn. Don't you wish that was your problem? So what was he going to do? He couldn't let the produce sit out in the open in the hot sun just to rot, but he wasn't about to just give the excess away either. Instead, he decided to use some of his money to build himself bigger barns. Now, this may sound like a good, frugal, and fiscally responsible thing for the man to do, making sure that he had enough for a rainy day. Well, Jesus tells us what this farmer was thinking. I'll sit back and say to myself, My friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink. Be merry. Now, if we were to take Jesus' ancient agrarian story here and maybe tweak it a bit and translate it into 21st century America, we might update it this way. There was a woman whose father had established a startup tech company many years ago. His children were involved in the family business. Well, after many years, the man finally died, leaving the company to his daughter. For many years, she worked long, hard hours, building it into a very lucrative business. And as the company grew, so did the sizable nest egg she had been able to squirrel away. Her financial advisor had done well by her. Now, as she was approaching retirement, she decided to sell the company Again, she made out well, clearing over $5 million in the transaction. She was now set for a very comfortable retirement. She could do all the traveling she had put off during her many years of hard work. She could eat, drink, and be merry. Now let's turn to Jesus' moral of his story. He ended it with these words. A person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. 
Now let me stress this point that Jesus was not saying that having earthly wealth is a bad thing. But as Jesus looked at this man now red with anger over having lost out in his share of the family inheritance, he knew the man's priorities were a bit out of whack. He was focused more on earthly riches than on a rich relationship with God. This man had an amazing opportunity, one that many of us would have longed for, to see Jesus, the divine man, face to face, right there in front of us, and to be able to engage him in conversation. What a rare opportunity. Yet here this man was, squandering seemingly the opportunity on some mundane, less important matters. The condition of his heart and soul is revealed in what he chose to request from Jesus. Ask my brother to give me my fair portion of the family inheritance. Jesus Christ, the light of the world and bread of life, was standing there right in front of him offering to feed him with spiritual drink and food. But instead of drinking and eating from Jesus, this man's mind was distracted and preoccupied with the seeming earthly injustice that he was facing. He seemed to be more interested in getting justice than in eternal life. He thirsted for a financial payday more than satisfying the spiritual longing of his soul. This longing of the human soul is mentioned as well in today's psalm reading. It says this, For God satisfies the thirsty soul. You see, there is a hunger and thirst lodged deep within every human soul, within that part of us that thinks and feels and wills and desires. God is here and available to satisfy the longing and thirst that is within us. The psalmist speaks about God's heart and God's intimate relationship with us. In this passage, I'm going to read, I'm going to take a little bit of liberty by adding a few words to help flesh out the relationship that is here between God and humanity. The psalmist tells us this, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Some sadly chose instead to wander in desert wastes. There they found themselves hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted within them. In that moment of desperation, they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Do you sense the heart of God here? You see, God is this sustenance our souls long to be satisfied with. God's steadfast love is present and available to satisfy our deepest needs. But sometimes, just like this man in Jesus' story, who demanded his rightful share of the family inheritance, you and I can be distracted by earthly baubles and beads, if you will by earthly needs and financial security. We may find ourselves searching after other things that are only temporary 
and not meant to ultimately satisfy our deepest human longings. The words this morning from the prophet Isaiah in the first reading speak to us as well of our human struggle, our human distraction. It speaks to our deep longing for God. But more beautifully, Hosea speaks of God's longing for us, his beloved children. He speaks of the loving, intimate, nurturing presence of God. Here's what the prophet says. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. But the more they were called, the more they went astray. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I led them with cords of kindness, with the bands of love, and I became to them as one who eases the yoke on their jaws, and I bent down to them and fed them. My people are bent on turning away from me. But how can I give you up, O Ephraim? How can I hand you over, O Israel? My heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. Do you hear in these scriptures the yearning and longing that God has for intimacy with you and with me? But sometimes, like the man in Jesus' story, we get distracted. And in our distraction, our ears sometimes stop hearing and our eyes stop seeing. Stop seeing God's longing heart ever reaching out to us. Through words of scripture, the melody of a hymn, the whisper of the wind in the trees, the laughter of God in the bubbling brook, or the smile of unconditional love we see on the face of someone we know, or maybe even a total stranger. So what is it that you long for? What do you seek to quench your thirst? Amen. The questions, one, a person in the crowd had a request for Jesus. What was it and what was behind it? Two, what would Jesus' parable sound like in today's lingo? And three, what is it that distracts us from dwelling in the heart of God? <laughs> 